Uh, is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, Hey, um, hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Last week, I talked about process. I introduced the concept that step three of the seven steps to sell like you is to know your process. And there are only four major phases or steps or categories in the sales process. You need to, one, identify who you can help. Two, get their attention. Three, communicate your value. And four, ask for next steps. That's where all of your steps in your sales process fall, under those four umbrella categories. Now, in order to individualize your process to the needs of your company, the needs of your customers, you may have several steps within those categories. That's going to make a lot of sense. If you sell something very simple, you may only need a meeting or two in order to close. If you sell something very complex, you may need four or five meetings with four or five stakeholders in order to get the ball across the line. So this is where the differences happen. But I maintain, and no one has been able to tell me wrong or tell me differently that I am wrong, that those four categories aren't appropriate. I've been talking about this for years. So I want you to use those categories in order to simplify the way you think about how you sell, right? I want you to simplify the way you think about what needs to be carried out in the sales process. But now I want you to think a little bit more critically. I want you to think a little bit more specifically. I want you to look in the mirror a little bit. I want you to think about your sales process. What are your smaller steps? What does it look like for you to take someone from interested prospect to happy, loyal customer for life? What do those steps look like? Can you write your process down? <sighs> My guess is you probably can't. That's why I'm leaning in real close right here. I want to give you the permission. I want to create the safe space here for you to admit either to yourself, to your colleagues, maybe to your boss, that you do not know your sales process as well as the back of your hand. And what I want to do is inspire you to take some time. I want you to maybe spend the next team meeting or two thinking about what those steps are and not just, oh, hey, we make a bunch of calls and then we have a meeting and then we send them a contract and then uh, money, right? I want you to think about the things that you need to do within each stage. I want you to think about the things that you need to do to advance someone from a certain part of your process to the next. 
And I want you to think about how you keep track of that. I'm going to talk about the CRM a little bit next week. But I want you to think about how you keep track of your process so you know with enough certainty where your deals are, where they need to go next, what needs to happen, who needs to sign off on things. You know, your your process and understanding your process is like a roadmap. When you can write this out, you give yourself a roadmap for where to go. And I know at some point you feel like, you know, look, I've done this enough times. I don't need a map, Jeff. I know how to get from home to work. I know how to get from prospect to customer. Give me a break. I've been doing this a long time. I don't need this. You ever notice the little things that you might miss because you take them for granted? You ever notice that um, sometimes when you take those things for granted or you skip little steps, you can still win. But every time you lose a deal, you can trace it back to something that you either missed, forgot about, or just didn't earn. That's what I'm trying to do here. And one of the things that is spurring this thought process on in my head um, is, uh, well, are some recent conversations that I've had with my friend David Weiss. Now, you're going to hear from David later this season. Uh, David and I have known each other for a long time. We know each other because of Scott Ingram and Scott's Sales Success Summit. David and I met, gosh, is that 2018? I don't know. I could ask him at some point. It was the first Sales Success Summit, but... David and I are colleagues, and David and I, um, David is the, the chief revenue officer for a company called the Sales Collective. I do some of my contracted fractional uh, VP of sales work through the Sales Collective. And one of the things that we offer, and what we've been offering and, and working with on some of our clients, are these written tactical sales processes. We are getting into the nitty gritty. We are identifying entrance and exit criteria for each step. We are arguing. <laughs> with each other, basically, in the most friendly and colloquial way possible. But we're really trying to dive deep. And David's done that work. And so in our conversations, in these back and forth exchanges for clarity, we're both learning. And that's the key here. See, I'm not trying to get you to learn how to turn a, an interested prospect into a loyal customer for life. Yes, I know you know how to move something forward. My question to you is, if you were to investigate a little bit further, if you were to get specific, if you were to think in a non-live situation about what should happen at every stage of your process, about what in a perfect world you should be striving for, would you learn a little bit about where you're falling short? And if we know that you can fall short a little bit, maybe even regularly or routinely, and still win, then would this increase your win rate if you were just a little bit more aware of what perfect looked like, of what the goals and objectives of your process looked like? If you can challenge yourself to investigate this, to do the tedious work, quite frankly, because it's tedious. And look, I don't want to get on the phone or on a Zoom call with my friend and argue with him for an hour a week so that we can just, you know, get after it and, and, and for the purposes of filling out a document. No, I look forward to those discussions because I get a little more clarity about what it means to sell every time we talk. And I know he does the same. And when we gain that clarity, when we learn more about how to sell, we sell better.
So this is not just an exercise to write out a roadmap or a playbook. This is an exercise to get you to understand the ins and outs of what needs to happen in your sales process in order to move someone from interested prospect to happy, loyal customer. And the more you know, the better you will get. What are some of the things you should be asking yourself? Right. And this is just a, a list of questions that I kind of brainstormed uh, actually on an airplane um, a, a few weeks ago and wrote these things down. And I want to share them here with you. Um, there are more. And if you have more, I want you to get a hold of me. I want you to maybe comment in the YouTube video here. Maybe uh, send a message to jb at jeffbajoric.com. Maybe uh, you go into rethinktheWayYouSell.com. You go into the course where this podcast exists and you comment on this lesson, this episode. Share with me what I missed. Share with me what I left out. But here's your list of questions I just want you to start thinking about. How well do you know your ideal customer? Have you thought about them? Have you defined them? Have you put real parameters around them? Or are you just looking at some nebulous kind of target? You know, they say is if you aim small, you'll miss small. And that's a golf analogy. Uh, I guess you could use it in archery or other sports as well. But the more focused you are, the more likely you are to hit something close to that target. Have you spoken with your best clients recently? Go back a couple of episodes. Five great questions for killer customer conversations. That is a worthwhile revisitation of a podcast episode. Uh, what do you want to know about your prospects' intentions and motives? What are you trying to learn when you talk to them? What do you need to know about their ability to buy from you? Do you need, what do you need to know about who is in charge, about whether or not they have money, let alone budget? What does a well-qualified prospect look like? All right, we know what prospects look like, but what do qualified prospects look like? Once you've done good discovery, what do your next steps look like? When you're in the middle of discovery, do you know what to ask for? And I go back to those three questions you should ask yourself before every sales meeting. That is, what do I want to accomplish here? What do I want to ask for? And how am I going to ask? Are you asking for these next steps in every meeting? Do not leave a meeting without booking next steps. Your prospect is open and in front of you. You should be too. Are they scheduled? Are those next steps scheduled in real time? All right, that's my prompt to you. I've seen way too many clients, way too many salespeople say, yeah, let's reconnect in a couple of weeks without actually putting a date down for a couple of weeks from now. So what happens then? Well, you reach out to them in a couple of weeks and they don't have any time booked for you. So it goes a couple of days, maybe over a weekend. Then they call you the beginning of the next week and they say, yeah, um, I got your message. So yeah, let's schedule some time. I'm booking out 10 days. <laughs> we just lost two extra weeks. If it's worth meeting, it's worth scheduling. Are you making suggestions in your customer's best interest or are you just waiting for them to tell you what they want? This is a topic here about controlling the sales process, guiding your buyer that you cannot miss. If you're waiting for them to tell you what they want and you don't know what to recommend, you are probably going to lose that deal because your customer probably doesn't know what they want. What's worse is they think they know what they want, but they don't because they buy this once every few years. You sell it every day. You should be guiding what they should be looking for. You should be providing your expertise as the trusted advisor. That's the whole point. If you're not someone worth talking to, if you don't have something worth talking about, why are you even there?
what takes longer in your process than you think it should, and tell me why it can't be shorter. Those are just the list of what I've got there. 10, 12 questions. Maybe I haven't counted them. I didn't number them. I just put them in a bulleted list. Uh, but those are the things that I want you to think about. Those are the things that I want you to consider and ask yourself during your process. And I want you to ask yourself if you have a very good handle on those things. And I want you to ask yourself um, what could improve if you got a better handle on them. Could you have a more repeatable process? Could you shorten your process just because you didn't let next, you know, next steps go unscheduled because you did have the right suggestions to make because you were guiding your prospect along their buying journey? I will bet you, I don't know, I'll bet you a cup of coffee. I'll tell you that. I will bet you a cup of coffee that if you put this stuff into motion and you answer these questions and you do the formal work, the tedious work, You'll close more deals and you will shorten those sales cycles by 30% or more. That's my claim to you. And if you go through all this work, if you do what Jeffrey Gittimer says is the hard work up front to make the selling part easy, you do that and it doesn't shorten your sales cycles by 30 or 30%, yeah, I'll buy, you, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Easy enough. Easy enough. That's my challenge to you. So as I kind of wrap up this episode today, I want you to think about those questions and I want you to think about what you could do to improve your process, what you could do to tighten it up. I think this is a great way to spend a couple of team meetings. If you're looking for a way, if you're a leader and you're looking for a way to inspire your team, to give them a meeting worth showing up to, some work worth doing inside that meeting that will challenge them to think differently about the way they execute their sales process, I don't think you're going to find a better uh, exercise than this. And like I mentioned, you know, my friend David and I go head to head on this stuff all the time. And we both leave with that different perspective. It makes us both better at what we do. And ultimately that helps people like you who contract with people like us to help them with exercises like these. So if you've got any questions, you want a little help, you just want to challenge some of this or, or get a little more clarity, you know how to get a hold of me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for making the choice to spend your podcast listening time with me today. And in the last 12 minutes or so, um, we'll have hopefully, uh, well, I'm hoping rather that the last 12 minutes or so have inspired you to rethink the way you sell because you'll never sell better than when you sell like you. I'll talk to you again soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.